that sounds good. All right. Um, now that I've been on a real podcast, I, I really do feel like we've dropped the ball in every single way. We need to reformat everything. Reformat everything to fit your new uh, ego <laughs> and level of fame that uh, <laughs> now befits something just shy of royalty. Just, just barely shy. I shared a platform with the same man as many great people like Jonathan Pujo, um, Don Cherry, <laughs> Don Cherry, Viva Fry, and I'm sure many other great people. So um, I'm a very important person now. Big deal. Many, many leather-bound books that are in your Amazon wish list. That's right. And that's where they will stay. <laughs> that's 100% of where they're going to stay. <laughs> I don't buy books. And we're back down to earth. Mm-hmm. I just want to say, dude, uh, congratulations. I listened to that podcast uh, that, that you did. Um, was it Sean Newman? Yes, the Sean Newman podcast. Yeah. So our resident psychopath, uh, <laughs> Biker Mike, was just on a podcast with a fellow named Sean Newman, who's an old hockey player who's got a fantastic podcast that is actually quite successful. Yes, he's been doing this for like five years. So mm-hmm. he, he put in the work. Yeah, and like you said, these had guys guys like Don Cherry and Ron McLean on, and and Brett uh, Kissel. If you like country, that mm-hmm. that interview was really good. I didn't even know he had Jonathan Pujol, and it was like seven episodes ago on his. And I'm like, what? How did I miss that one? Yeah, yeah. And uh, I listened to the episode that you did. I wasn't able to make it because I have a life and <laughs> work. You have work, not a life. Don't don't no, don't, that, don't that conflate one, the not, two. We're not going to blame that one on work. I was actually uh, hanging out with our oh, good that's buddy, right. our good buddy Bam and his wife at their new mm-hmm. their new place in Pigeon Lake. So yeah, I was I was off to actually doing a weekend off. Yeah, actually having and fun. It, Making up for lost time. It was beautiful out, I think. It was. It was gorgeous. Yeah. Did lots of riding. I brought my bike out with me. That's awesome. Did your wife get to go with you? You got to solo it? Uh, I did. Well, I mean, like we, we hauled the bike there because we're mm-hmm. the family, right? But we I took the, the wife for a ride all the way around Pigeon Lake. And uh, then Sunday, Bam and I went into Edmonton for a toy run that was well attended. It was like over 500 bikes or something like that. Like it was a lot of bikes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Um, there was a Grinch doppelganger there. There was uh, some sort of psychopath uh, trying to steal your identity, which... Uh, how so? Just by name or by character as well? Oh, no, no. He was... He, he full on did the Jim Carrey dress up. Okay. You <laughs> see, I've never done that. I've never... I'm, <laughs> I'm so anti-Christmas. I even I even look down on the Grinch movie. Oh, <laughs> uh, That's yeah, so funny. <clears throat> got to ride bar to bar with Spoon that day. Oh. I love Barry. Yeah, that was pretty cool. That uh, I'm jealous. I am jealous. I didn't, I thought about bringing my motorcycle up, knowing full well I'd have no time to ride it. It would literally be on the back of the trailer for like the whole time, except for like maybe a half hour when I offloaded it and then loaded it back on. <laughs> like, yeah, it's sometimes it's just not worth it. This, yeah. I mean, being in Edmonton or close to Edmonton, I was so close to just being like. Yeah, let's just pull the trigger and head out there and do this with, with you. Oh, really? Oh, man, I wanted to so badly. I bet. It's just, just right there on the brink. We're like, ah, it's, it's only yeah. two hours away. You smash it out. We're done by 5.30 and, and be back to back to where we were going at like 8. You'd be, you'd be back home for 8. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, you could have done it. Could have done it. <sighs> but I'm glad you did. I'm glad you had that opportunity. With that being said, uh, if you listen to the Sean Newman podcast... Uh, in that episode in particular, yeah, I tried listening to it. Couldn't do it. 
I just, I knew where I was going with some of the sentences that, um, that got derailed by just conversations and questions and proddings and all this stuff. And it just happened over and over and over again. I'm like, I can't, I can't fucking listen. (laughs) Cause I know what I wanted to say and I didn't say it. And that being said, I also tried to cram so much of what we do here into there. I could tell at first you were doing that. You settled into your own. Yeah. As, as it went along, you settled more into, oh, okay. Like you, you were less like trying to promote the Mm -hmm. podcast and promote yourself. And that point you slipped into a real conversation. And like, I I felt like the rushing, you kind of went away. Whiskey does help. The whiskey helps. The social (laughs) lubricant. Yeah. So. In fact, I'm drinking the same bottle of whiskey that, right. that you guys had there because I was like, oh, I want to have a fork with them too. <laughs> so I'm doing it today. That's right. And it's such a great whiskey. So I'm, I'm super happy that you got to have some of it because uh, I was tying into it pretty good over the weekend. Uh, yeah. Hang out with my brother. Except as soon as I got home, I'm like, man, it's like, oh, do you want some scotch? You know, a reward for driving all the way from Lloydminster to back to Fort St. John. I'm like... No, I want a glass of water. <laughs> I'm so, so tired. So dehydrated. So dehydrated. And she's like, oh, really? I'm like, yeah, I'm so tired and dehydrated. I, yeah. Scotch would not be fun right Alcohol now. to be found on, oh, on my adventures. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Justin's not a, yeah, yeah, not Bam, a drinker. Bam, so Bam's not a drinker. So uh, that was just like, okay, you know, it's your house, your vibes. Like, I just went along with. Yeah, what was going on there. And that that's awesome. That's a good thing to do sometimes, too. And so... Um, yeah, did the Sean Newman podcast. Was kind of disappointed myself, but at the same time, oh. no, don't be, dude. It was so entertaining. Like I listened to D- that episode disappointed today. in the way that, like, in the way of, I, <clears throat> I, I don't know if I properly represented, but he gets feedback. Fuckers out there listening, people actually message him and say, "Hey, just listen to this episode. I'm going to give you a couple, like, their two cents, and I want, I want to read it. I've already okay. asked him give if her, it's cool. Give her, give her. Uh, I gotta find it. <laughs> Fuck on the spot. Uh, <laughs> listener, good morning, Sean. Love the conversation with Mike. I so relate with him and the kind of Christian he is. Uh, that might not be a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> we'll pray for you. Lord have mercy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, another one. Hi, Sean. Blah blah blah. Here, I don't want to name drop anybody here. Uh, just finished up listening to uh, you and Mike number five hundred five. Love, love, love it. I think you just found your new best friend. <laughs> <laughs> Conversation was play, awesome. Should go do karate in the garage. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Conversation was awesome and a lot of fun. So if you are. If you are new to the Blue Collar Philosophers podcast because of listening to the Sean Newman podcast. Well, cheers, guys. Cheers. Welcome. Thank you so much for being, uh, for crossing over. And I hope we don't offend you right away. We'll get there, but I don't, you know. It'll happen. It it will happen. (laughs) But in the meantime, enjoy the ride. Mm -hmm. In fact, I can even say as you now sport a very, very Super Troopers cop, 80s cop-esque mustache, I can say Enjoy the mustache ride. <laughs> I was somebody's like, how can I take you serious? Like, oh no! Uh, if I if I have to shave, no, no, oh, no. In fact, you you could even pass for a pilot right now. You got a pair of aviators. <laughs> I do. I yeah, do. I do. Pair, pair of, avia- of aviators and like a white button up shirt. Yep. And the you know. I, I, yep. Yep. You, you could just walk straight into an Straight into the lounge, airport. Straight into the airport, straight past security and into the lounge where all the hot, um, what do you call them? Uh, stewardess. Stewardesses are. Yeah. yeah you, could just, you could just do that now. 
Yeah. I can't call them plain whores. So that's, that's not. <laughs> <laughs> he was drinking. Dude. Ah. <laughs> oh, this is expensive scotch, okay? What uh, the, the fuck? Welcome. Welcome, all you newcomers. <laughs> oh, I seriously just spit out a whole mouthful uh, of scotch there. All right. So, um, the reason that I actually went to Lloydminster was actually I was passing through to go to a wedding. I was emceeing another wedding. I'm quite sure I mentioned it uh, at some point. But uh, my old youth pastor was the person, what was the ceremony, the, the, the pastor, preacher, minister guy who was marrying people. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's, he said to everybody, he's like, wow, you're a very gutsy girl. You <laughs> you have me marrying you and Mike emceeing. Do you know how many people got that joke? Four people. Four, four people are like, oh, who's who, who's Mike? Like, there's a lot of people. And then he came to me. He's like, you're, you kind of make me nervous. You make me, oh, you make he's, me nervous. He, I, he's like, I'm kind of worried about you doing the uh, the emceeing portion of it because he's heard the podcast, I guess. <laughs> oh, that's why. And okay. last wedding I did before this one, the mother-in-law was very nervous about me doing it. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to start taking this shit personal. There's <laughs> 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 a lot of you motherfuckers out here that, that think think very little of me. Can you blame them? No, not at all. But at the same time, like I mean, if if you if, well, you, if, were, if, you're if only... you were a mom, if you were a mom, okay, or or you were or a pastor, yeah, or you were a holdover pastor from youth pastor from the early two thousands, <laughs> what would you think about? And this was the only engagement that the, you had exactly. with your, like understanding this is, of me. This is all you knew of you for so long. <laughs> Like let's yes. let's give them a bit of the benefit yeah, of the doubt benefit here. Benefit of the doubt. Well, simultaneously, I fucking killed it. I did. I did awesome, and and I was worried that I wasn't going to do awesome because uh, I don't know anybody. I literally knew five people that was there. The bride. I've talked to the groom, my brothers, and my wife and my brother's wife. That's it. Oh, and the pastor, of course. But you know, he's sober there, and so. Uh, I didn't know enough people there, so I'm having to engage in a way that is less natural. I'm just okay, I'm well, having to so. come up with jokes. I'm having to do things on the fly. I'm having to uh, help other people because there's a kid, and they're not. None of them are good on microphones. It's really funny. Like this, her one of her sons came up and wanted to tell a story, and so I'm like, "All right, cool, give her," because that was how you get them to kiss. Was you tell a story. And this kid, he's standing there, and you could see everyone waiting for him to talk. He's like, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah, he had got a bit of stage fright. Uh, and he got, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll just make sure the DJ's good. So I check the DJ, check the mic, check this. Like, just made, just set him up. I'm like, are you good to go? And he's like, yeah, I'm still nervous. <laughs> like, do you need me to help? And he's like, yeah, I'm like, I'm going to give you an intro. <clears throat> so I gave him a proper intro. Yeah. I'm like, all right, we've got somebody here that should know a story better than anybody else. And it's very hard to do this, to come on this microphone and tell a story. If you're not used to it, this is this is not easy. So let's welcome this kid, let him do his thing. And I don't remember how, exactly how I did it, but I fucking killed it. And yeah, he did great. He told his story. He was fine. He's like 14 years old or whatever, but not used to microphones. And yeah, it was just making that environment where people felt comfortable enough to be able to do that. Yeah, yeah, because you're not just there to tell jokes. You're, you're no. literally the master of ceremonies. Like you're you're the one conducting the show. Yeah. So it is on you to kind of make everybody have an environment where they feel they're able to engage, to perform, to yeah, to be a part of the whole ceremony. Like you're you're the one that is the key 
to them all participating together. Yeah. So it actually, it it did go very, very well. I looked fly as fuck. I, d- I showed you a picture. Yeah, you did. You looked like you came straight off the set of Men in Black, and that's a compliment. Yeah. <laughs> and not the new one with the... Uh... No, no, no. The old Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones one. Yeah. You looked fly as F. <laughs> it, and it was, it was uh, yeah, uh, it was a, an excuse to dress up too, because I don't dress like that normally but this was a formal wedding and they wanted it formal they were very intentional about it i'm like okay you're gonna make me go formal i'll go formal i'm gonna i'm gonna knock it out of the park and i did and i felt really good about myself and it is easy to feel confident in the microphone and again i pointed out that i'm like this is not easy so <laughs> everyone needs to give me a little grace if i mess up like this is this is on the fly we're uh, we're trying to make everything work so yeah and it worked out it was fun it was great so yeah, that was my time in Lloydminster and Saskatoon, uh, just driving, tons yeah, and, of driving. And like that, right? Yeah. So if you are getting married and want somebody to MC your wedding for nothing. <laughs> no, no. It's, Please send Blue Collar Philosophers a PM and uh, Michael will get you hooked right up. Yeah, no, it's not nothing no more. <laughs> no more. No, I've, I've done enough free ones. I'm getting good at this. And if you're good at something, you don't do it for free. Now, $1,000, which is not bad, plus travel, plus hotel, plus bar tab. I'm not paying for drinks ever again. <laughs> no more of that shit. No more of that shit. <laughs> just, hmm. It's frustrating because that's my lubricant. That's what... That's what gets me in the flow. It's not good. It's probably unhealthy, but it, it is. It, just, it, it is works. What it is right. It works. <laughs> so um, dry weddings. I'll bring my own. That's fine. You just got to pay for the bottle. I'll, just, I'll sneak <laughs> it in. I'll do that part. <laughs> so, oh, that's funny. Yes, that was our time uh, <laughs> over the weekend. Did you get to go boating? You were supposed to go boating. Oh, dude, we got out on the lake. So Bam bought this. Uh, this. Uh, old 97 Sea-Doo Speedster. Mm-hmm. It's one of these jet boats. And it's one jet was having serious issues. So we got it out after we thought we fixed it. We did not fix it. So there was no, hardly any forward propulsion because it was sucking air really, really badly. Did he tell you that he figured it out? Yeah, yeah, he did. But uh, it was... Like the, when we went out to test it, the wind picked up and we were, so we were sitting out there in a boat that's going like three miles an hour <laughs> back, to, <laughs> back to the dock and like, yeah. and it's only in the water, like a couple inches. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Like, no, it's a very, very flat, shallow speedboat that goes off a jet sort of thing. Right. Yeah. And yeah. so the, the waves were like, ah, this is a little bit, this is dicey. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad we're next to the shore. Let's just say that. Yeah. But it, it was fun. We didn't get to actually do any real boating because... Like you said, it wasn't working right. <clears throat> didn't, didn't have all the... Uh, uh, what do you call it? Didn't have it all figured out. Everything no. Was. But still, though, like, what a genius idea. Like, if you're handy with yourself, like, handsy with, your, with yourself, <laughs> if, you're, if you're handy with tools and stuff like that and can kind of put things together, like, the idea of going to get a, a cheap speedboat like that for just a couple couple grand cash yeah. and just all of a sudden have this ripping fast toy that you don't owe any money on and yeah. you can take and go do shit with whenever you feel like it. Like that, that's living the dream. All right, next year. Next year. Okay, we're going to find a time here during the winter here to go back on Sean Newman because he wants you on there. He loves your name. 
<laughs> it is pretty badass. I tried walking away, but just couldn't. It's like yeah. walking away from a nice, from a very attractive girlfriend. You're like, nope. It's like, no. we're, we're going to be together forever. I don't care how miserable I am. We're going to make this work. <laughs> we're going to make it work. Uh, yeah. So next year, we find a weekend, a little more in the summer, a little less in, you know, fall and spring, but a little more in summer. I'm bringing my boat. You bring a trailer with the bikes on it. Boom. And then we ride up to Lloyd, do a recording, come back, whatever. We just make it work. Yeah, make like a whole a whole thing out of it. Mm-hmm. I like where your head's at. Yeah. So because I want to get my boat on the water, that's the thing. I have a boat, and I've I have yet to be able to use it because of time and all that stuff. So, yeah. All right. Should we uh, smash into this topic really quick? Yeah. Sure. So you wanted to talk about um, Matthew chapter eighteen verses one to five, um, kind of like be like a child. So, I, I I'm curious why. Did you send me that text? Like, why is that? Why is in, that why, something why is that that in stuck in my craw? Yeah, why, like, is that, why is that stuck in your craw? All right. Let me, let me bring up the actual, uh, 18, one to five. New Living Translation is my go-to. You probably have something else because you're Orthodox, probably in Greek or something. <laughs> no, I don't. I've got, I've got a CSB here, Christian Standard Bible. Like it's, uh, it's nothing special. Yeah. All right. So really quick. Uh, about that time, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Jesus called to a little child uh, to him and put the child among him, them. Then he said, I tell you the truth, unless you can turn from your sins and become like this child or like little children, uh, you will never get into the kingdom of heaven. So anyone who becomes as humble as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And anyone who welcomes a little child like this on my behalf is welcome, is welcoming me. So, uh, that one is something for me. It's difficult. Because... A lot of people say to have faith like a child. Well, what kind of faith does a child have? It's ignorant. It's blind. It's un, unintelligent. It's it's <clears throat> foolish. And if you become learned, how do you go back? Because a lot of learned people, they, they have these questions. They're going to prod. They're going to they're gonna desire. They're going to try to know. Except the Bible calls us to kind of do the opposite in some way. And I don't like it because I feel like we're called to be intentional, to be knowledgeable, to uh, to give account for our faith, which it says later. And <clears throat> it's like, well, there's one thing to give account, but there's another thing to to have faith like a child. Okay. Or to be like well, a child. Well, I think specifically regarding this passage, you're bringing something to it that's not in the text. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually not even talking about faith like a child. Mm-hmm. That, that I'm, I'm, I, I know I'm imposing some other yeah. other, other <laughs> inference from other people <laughs> have said that, and, but at the same time, the the inference is still there. And so, how to, how to be like a child then? How to become ignorant? How to become foolish and uh, f- faithful I, out of just blindness because they don't know there's things they just can't know mm-hmm. i don't know i have a hard time with it because I, I want to have the faith of a child i want that more than anything or or to, to to be like a child i want to 
and I think I'm pretty good at the immaturity thing. I've got that down <laughs> packed. <laughs> Honestly, I'm I'm good there. <clears throat> but what do what what are they trying to? Say? I think when you're considering what Jesus is saying, is the fact that he is directly responding to them bickering about who has is going to have more esteem in the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. And in response to in in response to them basically again fighting over pecking order he takes a child who is nobody to them mm-hmm. like just just a child mm-hmm. and says unless you become like this child you won't enter the kingdom of heaven and i think that's i think given given how he what he's responding to he isn't telling them to be <clears throat> dumb, ignorant, like, um, you know, like he's not bringing any of those connotations to it, at least not at that, at that moment, as much as he's bringing a loneliness, a, a lowliness of position mm-hmm. in front of them. Yeah. Right. Because a child doesn't always care about pecking order. <clears throat> right. Heck, or or just, this child just happy just, to be there. And this child just straight up has none. Oh, yeah. Sorry about that. My phone just did a dingy lingy. That's all right would never happen on Sean's podcast. All uh, right. Never it would have never <laughs> happened on a real podcast. It totally did. <laughs> yeah. So I, I I think that's it's one of the things it's talking about bringing humility mm-hmm. to the to the table. And if you're going to if you're going to be a person who is constantly up in arms about how big a deal you are, mm-hmm. you're in dangerous territory. You need to shut that down and become like a child as it, as it pertains to Mm -hmm. your pursuit of greatness or your thoughts of who you are or things like that. Right. It's yeah. So that, that's what I got the first time that I read it here. It's not the first time I read it. (laughs) First time ever. (laughs) First time ever, ever. (laughs) Just as I was going over it before (laughs) popping over here, the first thing that, that popped up to me was that it's in response to them bickering about greatness again. Yeah. And and I don't think that brings the connotations that you're bringing to it. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of uh, imposed things that we do as longtime Christians where we things have been read into or, or inferred you've, you've or heard, Yeah, you've heard pastors dream over it over and over and over again in, in, a, in a sermon or people like dropping memes or you know, things like that. So they, it's all kind of thrown in. So when you think of a child, you think of faith like a child. Even though when you come across a passage like this, it's not talking about that yeah although like it does say oh let's see here unless you turn and become unless you turn and become like children you will never enter the kingdom of heaven yours actually said unless you repent of your sins i did a quick check and that's who's more accurate then uh that one seems like it's not the the new living's out of context or or uh that seems like it's added like i i just did a quick a quick check of like six or seven different translations and they all omit the turn from your sins part. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So they just say, unless you turn. Um, one even says convert. I heard somebody talking, talking earlier this week in a podcast. Um, <clears throat> somebody asked them when they, <laughs> when they converted and this lady was like, oh, every day, dude. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you know, so there isn't even like, there, there's like, 
something you got to do every day mm. is is turn back from your ego. Yeah. And I think, like, kids, you know, kids are kind of pure id and very little ego. Yeah. And maybe as a Christian, that's not a bad spot to be in. Of kind of being in that place where you're able to spin and respond and and act and be pretty genuine and honest about who you are, what you are, what you're feeling right now without the ego pushing yourself forward. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe that's something more like it. It's being free to respond without ego. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Well, one of the things that I was thinking of when I, when I, when I think of this, uh, with this scripture is, um, Simple gospel, simple living. A child's not overcomplicating a lot of things. They're not trying to make it more than what it is. It's like, okay, Jesus died on the cross. Now I'm going to live for him. What does that look like? Cool, I'm going to feed the hungry. I'm going to take care of the widows, take care of the orphans. And it's just very simple, but we overcomplicate it in many ways, and we're trying to be more important than we are, trying to make a bigger influence upon the world than maybe we need to. Like, even with this podcast, we might assume that we're making a big, huge difference all over the place, where simultaneously, I see it more as you and I are polishing out our understanding and our views on the Gospels, on on Scripture, on, on a better way to live, and where a child... It's not worried about that. They're not worried about how big of an influence they have. They're just living for the sake of living. So is trying to be more than what we need to be a deterrent or a uh, something to stumble upon? <coughs> like, it, it, is it distracting us from what's actually important? Yeah, it could be. I mean, like, I mean, I straight up confess you know, I, I am king of getting in my own way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it. Right? Like, I, there's no problem I can't make more complicated than it has to be. Yeah. <laughs> or there's, there's no, like, sort of, like, intellectual or existential problem I can't make more complicated. Yeah. You know, and I'm, tr- I'm, I'm really trying to dial back from that. Mm-hmm. But it's, uh, yeah, it's one of those things where sometimes you got to get out of your own head and... Okay. <clears throat> Let's put the book down. Don't need to read anymore. Reading's overrated. <clears throat> <clears throat> Learned last week. Not yeah, worth yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. So I'm trying to think about how to broach this without without just like being the guy that's like always bringing up the new thing he's about. <laughs> We just spent the first like half hour talking about me being so important, but you know, so we know, we both know it's a joke. <laughs> okay. So, um, I went to a Vesper service on Saturday in Edmonton and found an Orthodox parish. And, um, after Vespers, traditionally the priests hear confession. Um, <clears throat> Sorry, I'm not crying. I'm actually burping. It's gas. <laughs> <laughs> Whiskey. <laughs> Whiskey gas. <clears throat> and so after it was done, I was like, all right, I guess this is my first time like going to like 
kind of a normal confession. Yeah. Because like I've done, I did one. Um, on your Christmas. Um, yeah. When I was chrismated and that was, that was my life confession, right? Like that was one where I was going to the priest and I was like, all right, I'm just going to try to, I'm bringing everything I can think of from my life and from my like overall who I am that I want to just give to the Lord. Did you bring a cushion in with you into the, the, the confession booth? There's no make booth. it more co- There's no? no booth. No. Okay. I wasn't <clears> sure <throat> if there was a booth like Catholicism. Um, where it's no, like, no, no. Make yourself comfortable. We're going to be here a while. <laughs> no, there's there's no booth. Uh, you go off in a corner. You, oh. Yeah, you go off in a corner where they have uh, a couple icons and, and a Bible. Mm-hmm. And that's where you just talk to your priest. Okay. So, yeah, I did that one. But this is the, my first time just kind of like doing normal, normal one. Yeah. And, yeah, like that is a humiliating experience. <laughs> like, and, and not in a bad way. Like, not like... Like, M- most people don't associate <clears throat> humiliating with not a bad way. <laughs> the good kind of humiliating. <laughs> it's, you know, it's a little ego destroying. Yeah. It's, uh, it's uncomfortable, but like you're going, you're going there and talking to this guy and, and then praying, like I'm not confessing to him. I'm confessing to God, right? He's just mm-hmm. kind of there helping and counseling through it. So that was a moment where I needed to enter into a childlike faith. <laughs> like yeah. I needed to do something I have never done as an adult apart from like, you know, like in prayer, I'm like, oh God, I really messed up on this or things like that. Right. But I was like, I, it, it just felt different than normally when I'm like, all right, you know, yeah, I done messed up God. But like, I felt like, I felt like my son when he is like, oh, I know I got to go talk to dad. Yeah. And, you know, sitting down and kind of sheepishly being like, okay, I, I did this, I did this thing. And, you know, like, you know, are you mad at me sort of thing? Like, you know, what's going on? And, you know, as a father, you're like, okay, well, we got to deal with that. But like, you know, I'm not mad at you. Like, let's, let's get through this. Like, thanks for telling me sort of thing. Like, so that was a moment where I I didn't think of it like this at the time. But just looking back, I'm like, okay, that was a moment where, that was a moment where I literally had to turn away from something I was doing and kind of, you know, sheepishly and meekly fess up to it. Hmm. And then once it was over with, like, get over it and get on with being part of the family of of God. (laughs) Yeah. You know, like it's. Do you think that if people were as, um, engaged with their repentance as the Eastern Orthodox are, like like what you were in that moment, that they would still conduct themselves in the same manner, if they were being honest, when it comes to pornography, when it comes to lust, when it comes to these things. Do you think that people would defer from that because it's like, I, I don't want to talk about wanna... it. <laughs> I got to go talk to the holy guy about it. I don't want to talk about it. So let's just not do that thing. I don't know. I mean, like, if you're unrepentant of it, you can just lie or omit it. <laughs> yes, but like I said, that's going. why that's keep why I put the going. prefix of if they were honest. If you're honest and engaged. I think that would be I, a huge deterrent because that's something I do struggle with. It is a problem yeah. of mine, but I don't have to confess it to anybody except for everybody here. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I guess, I guess thinking back on it now, like, there's been things in the last month or two that I've done that I've been like, if I do that. 
do do I want to turn it into a secret? Or do I want to have to talk to Father Matthew about it? <laughs> and, the, and that's the choice. That's the yeah, choice yeah. you're forced to make if you're that's thinking right. about it. So you're either making it a sin because you know it's wrong and are going to hide it. Yeah. Or you need to fess up to the fact that you're going to do it anyway, knowing you have to confess it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, there has been actually things where I've actually not done it because... <laughs> because you, because to do so and not confess it would be a betrayal of conscience and a yeah. betrayal of self. And, and and because you've made this commitment to live this way, to have these confessions with somebody, you're like, I don't want to talk about that with them, so I'm just not going to do it. Mm-hmm. That's... I think if people would live that way, even with that kind of intentionality, we could have a much better world. And so that's why I have a hard time when people rip on Catholics and East Orthodox because it's like, oh, they're so religious. It's like, I don't know. I don't know. I think I think there's a place. I think it's good, especially for honest, fervent people that are very intentional about it. Yeah. I mean, you can turn anything into an idol. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can make anything, you can make anything bad, even your own freedom. People make the Bible into an idol. (laughs) Yeah. You can even make your own freedom of expression an an idol when it comes to church, right? You can make your own, you can make your own, yeah, but we're freeform church, an idol. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Reformation for the sake of reformation and be like, oh, look at us. We're reformed. I mean, you, you can make a whole religion out of trying not to be religious. Yep. Like when you're, when you're trying so hard. Like Look at secularism. Not Se- to be religious. <laughs> I'm just talking about, I'm just talking I, about I know like we're just talking about the evangelicals, but let's not, let's not well, take yeah. atheists okay. out of the equation. Oh yeah. Okay. No kidding. You know, there, I heard a, I heard a statement a little bit ago that, yeah, I was kind of like, okay, I can see that. It's, it's every atheist drags around the dead body of the God they don't believe in. Yeah. They do. Yeah, they're you know, so and angry and pissed off all the time, uh, and they're yelling at a God they don't believe in. And it's like, oh, your God, your yeah. God. I mean, like, and, who, and, who and maybe maybe they could say, like, well, it would, you know, if you weren't affecting voting <laughs> or things like that, then we wouldn't have to waste our mental bandwidth on, you know, on you guys. But at the same time, you're still doing it. Yeah. You know, you're still, you're still defining yourself via a vacuum you created. Mm-hmm. I am an atheist. Yeah. They... You, like, it, you know, if there were really no concept of God that you had to deal with and there was no, and there was no uh, subtle body for you to drag around, you just wouldn't think about it or talk about it. It'd just be a non-thing. And But unfortunately it is a thing and you're dragging it around. Yeah. I was just thinking of uh, vegans and atheists. <laughs> It's like, how do you know somebody's a vegan or atheist? Oh, don't worry. They'll tell you within the first five minutes of meeting them. <laughs> I think yeah. atheists are getting a little bit better because there's so many of them. It's like, it's it's not assumed. Uh, a faith is not assumed anymore. Before, for a long time, faith, faith was assumed. So if somebody was like an atheist, you'd have to wait for them to tell you. Now I assume everyone's agnostic until told otherwise. Yeah, I suppose that's that's fair. So... Yeah, throw a little H2O my way there. It's bubbly. Ooh, bubbly. Fancy. None of that peasant flat water that comes from the toilet. Uh, you know, the um, the earth is is uh, 90% salt water. So the technic- the, Techni- technically the earth is flat. As in it is not effervescent? Your dad <laughs> joke is wrong. Yes. Yes, I know. My wife did a really good dad joke the other day. She was making fun of me for the reel I did. So I made mm. reel 
for Instagram because oh, fuck, I feel like a whore doing this stuff. I hate it so much. And she's like, oh, yeah, he's a real boy. And I'm like, what? What? I'm thinking Pinocchio. And she's mm-hmm. like, a real R-E-E-L? Real boy? And I'm like... She's just sitting there. Just she had the best laugh. The kids didn't get it, but I got it, and we had to explain it to them. And she's still laughing. No, no kidding. (coughs) So (laughs) that's wild. Yeah, dad jokes are great. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, um, trying to think where we were right before that. Uh, yeah, we were talking about uh, religion, dragging around the body of the dead god you don't believe in, or just uh, making making your irreligiosity a religion. Do you know what book I feel like needs a rewrite? What's that? Mere Christianity. It's very good, but it's a hard listen. It be, be, because of the time that it was written in. It, yeah, because it's, it's it's very it's very British, and yeah, I just think it. It doesn't translate that well to us. No, and, but it's very good. Like, I agree with almost all of it so far. Mm. Like, I have no issue, but <clears throat> simultaneously, I'm like, oh, man, this is a hard listen. Like, my kids, I want my kids to be engaged with this book that I'm trying to listen to with them. Well, simultaneously, it's really, really difficult because it's a hard listen. It's... It's proper English. It's, I don't know, maybe just some of the ways that he, he writes is just really difficult. Maybe maybe it's just too flat. I'm not disagreeing with the notions and the, and the theology of it. I'm disagreeing with how it's presented, especially for a new Christian like my kids are. Mm-hmm. It is definitely not written for kids. Mm-hmm. That is a, that's a book that you need to be... I, I read it when I was in high school. Yeah. And again... Again, after college. And I, I downloaded it on my phone as an audio book here recently, but I haven't kind of got it back around to it. But like, he's not he's not writing to kids. No. Like, this is, it is, it's two points, counterpoints, arguments. He's giving you a scenario in order to set up uh, a counter scenario to provide his actual perspectives. Like, so like, it's, it's just, it's too much for, yeah. for kids to connect with. Kids aren't made to connect with that kind of theology. No, they're still on play theory like, or, 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 or uh, play learning on, yeah. a lot of, on a lot of levels. Play learning, they're, they, they, they catch concepts through story, through character. Yeah. Like, like all of the concepts that you see in mere Christianity, or maybe not all of them because some of them are just like straight up like arguments, yeah. but a lot of the theological truths that he's getting around to they all permeate his fiction work yeah if you want to catch the real heart of c.s lewis read his fiction yeah that's where that's where his theology becomes really real and accessible and digestible yeah um, oh, maybe that's that's kind of a cool connection because we're talking. You're talking about kids and them not being able to connect with theology like that, and how kids just connect well with story. Yes, that is an excellent segue back into our main topic. Okay, <laughs> you can talk about like so if I heard you want to have a faith like a child. Maybe maybe it's better for us who maybe aren't classically trained and don't have the chops to try and do hardcore argumentative apologetic theology yeah to spend more time listening to good stories yeah 
Um, I heard a saying recently. Uh, I, I'm trying. I'm going to try and not botch it. It's a great saying. Um, there is nothing more true than truth in fiction. Mm-hmm. Because in fiction, truth is just truth. You write this. This is this is the story. It doesn't matter about oh, there's a connotation or oh, it's a little more a little more. Uh, nuance in what we like to think oh there's this that and the other when it comes to um non-fiction works there's nuance when it comes mm-hmm. to fiction there's truth because they they're not they're not tied down by nuance and or, so, or at least not tied down by technicalities yeah technicality i guess would be a little better word so i'm like thinking of this and i'm like oh, because i really i was really hoping c.s lewis phenomenal writer great man i think he's awesome and so i was hoping because of his work done in the uh, screw tape letters, because of his work in um, uh, Will Line in a really, really good way. No. Because <laughs> I wanted to listen to it and I wanted my kids to listen to it simultaneously. I was getting a lot out of it. Well, noticing my kids are bored to tears. They're just like uh, falling asleep. And I'm like, oh, okay. This is two different ways of learning. Mm-hmm. I, I am not like a child in this way. And I would love to be like a child and enjoy the stories. And the stories are fine. But I don't know. After you've heard the story, maybe I maybe I need to re re listen to them. But I don't want to use my my audible points to what it said. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's. <clears throat> but there's there is stories for kids, and there's stories for like. I think Paul is also onto something when he says you can move from milk to meat. Mm-hmm. So you don't need to think of. Like if you want to, if you want to, you know, be obeying Jesus here, it's not like, okay, I need to dumb myself down. That's, I don't, I, I just can't see that being yeah. the main take, takeaway. Yeah. You know, faith like a child, just, just keep it simple. Borderline stupid. retarded. <laughs> right. That, that can't be the main takeaway there. Yeah. As much as, as much as, like maybe this is just me being a little bit more romantic rather than, than analytical about it, but like. Having more humility or having more wonder in the world or, you know, more uh, ability to to pivot, being more elastic are all qualities also of children, Mm -hmm. right? It's not just ignorance, simplicity. There's also elasticity. There's Mm -hmm. also resilience. Malleability. You know, there's like kids can take so much. Yeah. Like they can survive so much that you think would break them. Yeah. And yet they don't. Like think of think of Joey's kids. I was thinking the same thing. Like how much they went through when their mom died. And that's a quality of children. Yeah. They 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 they're gonna remember that, they're gonna be traumatized, there's going to be problems, but they're gonna come through the other side. And they have come through the other side in a way that as adults, seeing the way that it affected Joey, he he was broken for a long time after that. His his the kids were responding better than he was. In some areas where they were like they were still sad, not 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 trying to disregard their their pain and what they went through, but yeah, they carried it better. Yeah. In some in some instances. Yeah. So I you know I think I think maybe there's a quality there too that is worth thinking about and emulating. Yeah. 
Like what, what do I need to do to be more, one more elastic, two more resilient and three have more wonder and four also be more, like have more capacity for obedience. Mm -hmm. My son's getting to the stage right now where he's starting to question everything I say. It's really frustrating. <laughs> Why do I need a jacket? We're going from here to the van. I'm like, get your jacket. Cause I said so. Because you don't know if we're just going from here to the van. You don't know if we're going to get stuck on the side of the road. You don't know everything. So I'm telling you to get a jacket because I know that shit can go south. <sighs> but he's just getting to that age where he's going to start butting up against me and it's going to be difficult. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <sighs> he's just. I want him to wear pants. That's another thing. He loves shorts. My kid did that today too. I told him <laughs> to go get dressed. He comes out. He's like wearing shorts. I'm like... Can you not feel what temperature is it? It is outside right now. No. And he's just like, just doesn't give two shits. Nope. They don't care. I don't understand it. I'm cold. I'm cold in my own household. And they're just like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm warm. You're like, okay. All right. There's some of that you just got to let go. Be like, all right, your metabolism must be just doing something that mine mm -hmm. don't do anymore. He's eating two bowls of cereal now. He's 11. He's like, I'm still hungry. I'm like, you still hungry? Uh, He's like, yeah. I'm not looking forward to that. Right now, uh, my kid still eats like a bird. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> thank yeah, you very no, much. If, if your boy takes after you, you know, you know he's going to be an eater. Oh, dude, yeah. Like <laughs> me and me and uh, in junior high and high school, like I was packing in like like I had holes in my legs that I needed to fill and jam <laughs> yeah. it all in there. <laughs> Two lunches? I know I never did that. It was more like dinner time, like yeah. supper, evening meal. That was yeah. where, that was my time to just, like, yeah. I was, I was. Just, I, was, um, I was called a garburator as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Just, they were like, no, he eats everything. Just, I ate everything. You can't see it, but I ate a lot of food, but I wouldn't stop. I wouldn't sit down. Uh, probably why today turned into what it did. Yesterday, I chilled so much. Uh, and then so today, today you're, fro you're uh, what do you call it? Restless. Yeah. I was restless. I'm like, I got to get stuff down. And I started doing running around. I started yeah. doing what I it's, could. It's weird. Like, after you're working so hard for a while, like, trying to sit still mm -hmm. you're like wait this no this doesn't feel good yeah it's like i need to be out moving i need to be just doing something something productive and so my wife is pretty happy to see me she doesn't like see me on the couch either uh, does your wife do this where the second you sit down and look comfortable she's like i got a task for you <laughs> my uh, wife's been fighting it i know my wife has been yeah. fighting it because she's amazing and she's great she's like i know you work hard and but today i could just sense it like she's like could could you do something <laughs> i used to have more of that yeah but uh yeah not so much anymore you know you're turning into your father i think in a lot of ways yeah yeah you are uh-huh I've, I've, I've seen it it's been happening the whole borderline workaholic mm, workahol <laughs> it's not a bad thing. That's the thing. Cause I know too many lazy people. They're like, Oh, I just need a break. It's like what from doing from, from eight doing hours nothing? a day. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. You had eight <laughs> hours work today. Okay. What, what are you going to do with the rest of your time? You have a lot of time here to kill. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, with that being said, oil field work, it's not as hard. Everyone's like, Oh, oil field work is hard work. I'm like, sometimes. There's Sometimes like, it like is sprints of it, right? Yeah, you have a little thing like just a little a burst of hard, and then it's a whole lot of you know, things will get done. It'll mm. get done. You're fine. And so, um, yeah, comparing oil field work to real construction work, no, sorry, construction. Yeah. 
the pockets aren't as deep, see, you worry about them. Yeah, exactly. When the, when the pockets aren't deep, then you're always stressed. Yeah. You're like, okay, I got to make every single, uh, you sit for five minutes, you feel bad. Where when the pockets are deep, you don't feel as bad because you're like, no, they're, they literally, I, you can look in a yard, any junkyard out there, you can see thousands upon thousands of dollars of equipment that they've literally thrown away because they're like, yeah, we don't need it right now. Or we don't, we won't need it again. Yeah, we used it for this much time. Yes, it cost us ten thousand dollars to engineer and make, yeah. but now we don't need it anymore. Yeah, you start to you start to get almost like a famine mentality where yeah. you just you you are just like hoarding things you shouldn't almost because you see the dollars and cents. Yeah, and so working with deep pockets, it's <clears> like okay, work will get done when it gets done. And it's a really, really bad thing to get used to because I know eventually I'll have to get back. I'm, I'm, I still hope, here's the thing. My hope and dream for this is to this become full-time-ish where uh, we flip houses on the side. Do what Mike was doing except better. <laughs> or, sorry, Steve. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're, we're doing it to remain blue-collar, but this is where our, our, our bread is buttered. <laughs> That's the goal anyways. Yeah, yeah. So I can't. How does this guy get all those, like, Sean there? How does he get all the guests that he gets? Wish I knew. I think it's the, um, uh, he put in enough time where people are now contacting him saying, hey, you should go check out this person. It's like, hey, I know this person. So they've made enough friends along the way that now people are reaching out to him and they're referring him to other people. Mm. Uh, There's this one uh, Instagram page that I'm on. Um, called Because Jiu-Jitsu. It's all about Jiu-Jitsu, guys. And the guy who runs that page, he's also a black belt. He's got a few other things. He's got a few irons in the fire. Not just... I, I'm following this page already, and it's like pops up. I'm like, shit. And he just, he's just friends with these people now. So it's just creating those contacts, making the points to reach out to people. And yeah, it's just <clears throat> really, really great that he can do that. And I'm like, I want that. But... With that, he has put in a lot of time. Like, he's gone and done this full time. I don't know what his wife does. I wanted to ask him. I was like, come on, your wife makes good money, right? <laughs> is she a doctor? Is she a doctor? Because I know people like that. Stay-at-home dads because their wife's a doctor. Uh, which is fine. Good for them. Lucky motherfucker. <laughs> but at the same time, like, I don't know how they do it. And I don't know how he did it for so long. But maybe he, maybe he had a nice little cushion. Maybe he took a risk. That's another thing. Some guys just, they, they take risks. Jesse... Uh, your cousin there, mm-hmm. perfect example of somebody who took a risk. Oh yeah, well he he bet on himself. He quit mm-hmm. he quit a blue collar job in order to chase, you know a uh, you know a, a career in finances, which yeah. was like okay, like <laughs> I'm doing school now, and there's yeah. no there's no safety net on the other on the other side of this. Because his his wife doesn't work as far as I know, does she? I don't know. She might have then. Like I, we're we're not like super super close. So yeah, I don't know what their day to day life is like. Okay. But, but you know he's doing seems like pretty good now. But yeah. that was a uh, that was a moment where he's like you know like quitting this like it's hard road. Yeah, if if this fails, there's no safety net. Yeah, but yeah, it's a risk. Yeah, and so I think <clears throat> it was Sean, same thing. He took a risk and he did it full time, and he made the right contacts, right friends. He's 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 shorter than he looks. Really short guy. I have no idea what he looks like. No. All, all I've heard is the voice. I've I've done like no research on the guy. I heard you went on his podcast, listened to a couple of podcasts, listened to your podcast. Do you like, have it okay, on cool. do you have it on Spotify? 
Uh, yeah, but I haven't, he has video. I haven't looked at it. Yes, but he has video on Spotify. Okay. So, and the video cut out, and almost immediately upon it cutting out, I, like, flip the bird to the camera. I'm like, it's all me, because he has two cameras, one on me, one on him. Yeah, yeah. And I heard you describing what you were doing. <laughs> yeah, you can watch me do it, because it's all on me at that point. And I'm like, I don't like this. Why is it on me? I don't want to think about it. And I try not to think about it. Whiskey helps. <laughs> and how. And so, yeah, it was just a great time. Again, uh, I don't think we came up to any conclusion on this one, except for maybe not thinking of it in the ways that I did. But at the same time, this is what we do here. I don't know if there's a conclusion to come to as much as there's just an exercise in meditation there where Mm -hmm. we could bring some different perspectives that uh, can maybe help with the struggle or a wonder or something like that, right? stay humble. (laughs) Stay humble, yo. Yeah. So it's, uh, you know, there's even, even just the fact that we started to ponder different attributes of children yeah, and how they might be good things. Yeah. That was something I didn't expect to do. So, you know, like it's, I, I I still feel we came to, we we might've gone down a rabbit hole, but we got a rabbit. So yeah, we got a rabbit, but, uh, you know, it's for me in my relationship with scripture and I, you know, I'm not saying this as a new Orthodox person. This has been it for a long time now. Mm-hmm. My relationship with scripture is more like a conversation <laughs> rather than a, rather than it, I'm just kind of exploring mm-hmm. more than looking for answers or looking for neat, tidy little bows. Yeah. And so, yeah, like something like this coming up, I'm like, sweet, this is a great opportunity to have that kind of conversation with, with, uh, you know, with Holy scripture that, yeah. that, uh, I enjoy so much and coming to no conclusion doesn't phase me at all because like yeah. we, we caught a rabbit. Yeah, that's right. Um, really quick. I had an idea. I, sh- I was going to mention this to you beforehand. So I apologize. If we got to edit, we edit, uh, seeing as we have new listeners here, possibly maybe gotten this far, who knows which episodes that we've done. Do you recommend if you were going to say top three, like three, oh, that you're frick. like... Yeah, no, you're seriously spraying that on I, know. I don't even remember all right. what the frick we talk about. Just I'm, I'm going to give a couple. Avoid the free will debate at all costs. <laughs> yes, that one was dog <laughs> that's, shit. That's, I, we, I actually think it was really good, but I think you really need to know as well before you go down that <laughs> rabbit hole. Um, I, I'm going to say deconstruction was a good one. Yeah, yeah, all the cool kids are doing it. All the ki- Yeah, deconstruction, all the cool kids are doing it. That's a phenomenal one. Um, uh, becoming Orthodox. I enjoyed that one. Yeah. I, I, I know it was more about you, but I, I really do feel like we came to something. Um, if you want to hate on me, angels, <clears throat> uh, I don't like them. <laughs> Just d- d- listen to that one and you might figure out why. Yeah. That was uh, a fun conversation though. What's another one that was really, I really, the last one that we did was phenomenal. I'm so happy with it. I'm like, oh. That was such a great, I didn't I was, listen to it. I was so scared that we lost the audio for that. Like when we uploaded it oh, and there was yeah. just <laughs> two hours of dead silence. I thought for sure oh, that we had. I was so uh, mad that we had something mess up on our system and it just but didn't luck, work. But luckily it just, it, the rendering Did, process the rendering, didn't, yeah. didn't go. So we still had the raw, the raw audio and we could just render it again and it worked. But yeah. <laughs> geez, that was freaking yeah. bad. I was like, no, no, our first real 
topics yeah. since I got back. And it's yeah. a wash. Like, I was like, is this a sign? And like, am I just done podcasting now? Like, I was, yeah. I was frustrated. With that, that one is called ecumenical thinking. If you want to listen to that one, it was one of my favorite. It was great. You just got to get past the motorcycle talk. And then us making fun of Joe Rogan as an Oompa Loompa. Mm. And after that, it got really, really good. So I would say the first Free Will episode is probably a, a really, really good one to to get into. Yeah. Oh, Cults. Oh, Cults. Yeah. Cults nope. was so good. Yeah. And so. Yeah. So these are the highlights that are just sticking out to us. Um, oh, the one where we went. Oh, so we had Will Smith on. This is a second episode. And we talked about Jordan Peterson and Abigail, Abigail Thorne, Jordan Peterson, and, and somewhere else. So that one we actually got into, we got into gender gender identity and stuff like that there. Yeah. And, I, and I think even though the first half of that podcast was really rough, it came around, like we needed to get through that in order to all get on a base <laughs> to have a real conversation. But once that conversation hit its stride, that was yeah. one of our shining moments. Yeah. So the the Abigail Thorne episode... Um, oh, and if you want to hear, like I was saying about the deconstruction one, if you want to hear Devin cry, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's the one. <laughs> Dude, I got so drunk on that he episode. He got so drunk, he was trying to pour a drink that with the caps I, still on. I was trying to drink away my feelings on that one, and <laughs> all it did was magnify it. And if you want to listen to the one where I cry, you just listen to all of them and assume what it'll sound like, because you're not going to hear it. It's not going to happen. <laughs> I, my wife, we were talking about emotion this week and how... Uh, I suppress my emotion in a desire to control it where I should be allowing the emotion to travel through me, but how I respond to it. But I believe that how you respond to emotion dictates how you engage with it. So anyways, this is having a lot of conversations, man. I do this shit for fun, <laughs> even on my own time. Yeah. Huh. So I don't know. I think we might need to put a pin in that and come back to it another episode. Right. I'll have to show you the same video that we did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we, we should actually think, you know, put a put a, a quarter in the jar or whatever because, like, we always say we should do an episode and then never do it. I'll write it but on the board right after. Talking about how we, how we process emotions is maybe not a bad one to do. I think it would be a really good one. All right, cool. So um, I had fun. You had fun, I assume. And anyone who didn't have fun, well. Fuck you. Fuck you. Apologize for wasting <laughs> your time. Uh, sorry, not sorry. <laughs> This is the what do you want us to do? This is the dichotomy of us. We have a very serious conversation about uh, about a, a, <laughs> a, pass, a passage in Matthew, and then end with "fuck you." But uh, <laughs> this is what we are. If you don't like it, I, I guess fuck you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, cancel us. Yeah, no, go on social media and say cancel these guys, <laughs> and that'll give us more traction. <laughs> People yes. will listen. Cancel, like, cancel. share, do all the things that none of you guys are even doing because. We're not famous yet. No, just kidding. I don't to, to all you guys that have been listening for forever, step up your game. So all the new people, we're really excited to have you. Maybe you're better than our normal listeners. But at the same time, for those that have been here for since the beginning, one, you should, yes, step up your game. Well, thank you for being on board for the ride. And you get to say, I was listening to them before they were cool. <laughs> all right, guys. Have a great night. All right. God bless.